Welcome, weary travelers, to the great big universe of Excess Press. This is a weekly podcast to bring you the news of the Disney theme parks and resorts. Witness for yourselves the wonders of Excess Press. And now, let's begin. of Excess Press. You may call me Matt, and I'm the host of this Disney theme parks news podcast. This is episode three from the week of July 22nd, 2018. I just want to thank everyone for tuning in this week. Uh, it's I've still been getting great responses from everyone and really showing your appreciation towards the show. And it, it, it I'm just so thankful for you guys. And uh, I'm just excited to bring you another episode. This week, we're going to be talking about um, a new dessert experience that's happening over in Walt Disney World. There was a cool um, new option that's happening at the Animal Kingdom, so that's going to be exciting to talk about. Uh, they also bringing a new table service option to a quick service location over at Animal Kingdom, so talk a bit about that. And there's going to be some other news items I'll be discussing, but it was a pretty slow week overall for Disney news, um, or at least for the Disney Parks news. There wasn't too much happening, um, but there are a few things that I'm going to add uh, into the show, just some smaller news items. But I'm also going to try some new segments on this week's episode. I'm going to see how you guys respond to them, um, and maybe we'll all continue on the future weeks. But I think I do want to keep them as like a regular part of the show. It is a, I do have a neat idea, or it was actually an idea from a friend of mine, and I, I was like, oh, I feel like that'd be perfect for the show. So I want to, I want to try that out. Um, so stick around and find out what that new segment will be. So let's just jump right into it and begin this week's episode of the Excess Press Podcast. So probably one of the bigger news stories this week is that Disney announced a a Rivers of Light dessert party. Uh, If you don't know what Rivers of Light is, it is the nighttime show over at Animal Kingdom. And if you don't know what a dessert party is, well, it's a private hard ticketed event where you get to snack on a buffet of desserts, snacks and other and drinks. You'll then get a VIP viewing of that nighttime show. So right now the parties are happening over at Magic Kingdom, Epcot and Hollywood Studios. But this is actually the first time that it's available over at Animal Kingdom. Uh, And so for the details for the Rivers of Light dessert party is you'll check in uh, to the party an hour prior to the main show. You'll head, you'll want to head over to the Rivers of Light Asia viewing area terrace, which is located across from Expedition Everest. 
And then there you'll be able to enjoy house-made desserts, snacks, specialty alcoholic and non-alcoholic beverages, iced tea, lemonade, and water. Then when the show's about to start, you'll head down to the VIP seating area. And this is actually happening very soon. It starts on select nights on Monday, August 6th, 2018. And the price for adults is $79 and children are $47. So like I said, this is a hard ticketed event. So you have to pay uh, outside of your ticket that you paid for entrance to the park. Um, so my opinion on this is I've actually never done like a dessert party, but they've always seemed a lot of fun and I do really want to do one. I'm just not sure if I would do it for a Rivers of Light dessert party. Uh, it's it's one of my, I, I like it, I think it's cool, but it's I, th I think it's one of the weaker uh, or the weakest uh, nighttime show at the Walt Disney World Resort. Uh, I love Fantasmic and the new Happily Ever After fireworks at Magic Kingdom a lot more. If you want to do a dessert party, uh, I, this does sound pretty pretty awesome. It does give you the VIP seating, which is nice. Um, I, in my opinion, I might would rather do a dining package to get VIP seating. I would rather have like a nice meal than have to have to snack on like just specialty desserts. But that's just me. But that's another option if if you don't want to do a dessert party and want to get VIP seating, so you could do a dining package. Um, so the benefits of even doing a Rivers of Light dessert party is that you, if you wanted, you can book a fast pass for Rivers of Light. Um, now, if remember how fast passes work is that you book three for the day, but once you finish those three, you can start booking your fourth one. And then once you use that one, you can use another one. So the problem of booking a fast pass for Rivers of Light is it's at nighttime. So pretty much you won't be able to do rolling fast passes throughout the entire day at Magic, uh, not, sorry, not Magic Kingdom, at over at Animal Kingdom. So you get the two, two, you get to use two passes during the day and then you have your last fast pass for Rivers of Light. So I, hopefully that makes sense to you. So pretty much that if you do the dessert party, you'll get to use rolling fast passes in, uh, at Animal Kingdom. So to me, that's a, that's a benefit there. But that's all for the Rivers of Light dessert party. And we're going to jump into a new dining experience that's happening over at a quick service location in the Animal Kingdom. So Disney announced that Pizzafari is getting a new dining experience and Pizzafari is located over on Discovery Island. Again, this is in the Animal Kingdom and it's one of the more popular quick service restaurants over at Animal Kingdom and it serves pizzas and other Italian dishes. But starting on July 31st, guests can actually choose between the classic quick service experience or they can actually make a reservation for the brand new Pizzafari family style dining experience. If you're not familiar with family style dining, that just means they bring over large portions of food on a plate and it's for the entire family to share. So you just take as, as much as you need. 
And so at the entrance, you'll check in at the podium and you'll be seated in a new dining room uh, for this experience. You'll then have food delivered to your table, which will include two appetizers. Uh, it's a caprice salad and a Caesar salad. And then for your entrees, you'll get uh, you'll get chicken, pa pasta, and then pizza. And then you'll that also includes a dessert. So starting on July 31st, this is going to be offered from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. daily. It is $19.99 for guests uh, 10 and older, and then $11.99 for guests from uh, that are between three and nine years old. Uh, this does not include tax or non-alcoholic beverages. So if you want beer and wine, that is available for a separate purchase. But which is awesome that uh, another cool thing about this is that the experience actually costs as a one quick service uh, redemption on the Disney dining plan. So this doesn't even go towards a table service um, uh, option on your dining plan. So you don't have to waste that. It still counts as a quick service option. So that's pretty awesome. I, I don't know if this is happening at any other restaurants, not that I can think of or not that I'm familiar with, but this is pretty cool if they start doing this with some of their quick service restaurants. Uh, that would be pretty, uh, that would be pretty awesome. But I've actually never eaten at Pizza Fari, so I can't give my opinion on it. Um, I've only eaten at like Yak and Yeti and Flame Tree Barbecue and Satuli Canteen, which is the new one over in Pandora. Pandora. Uh, and that one is awesome. So, but yeah, this is a really good option if you're looking for uh, a cheaper table service meal. So, because a lot of the meals at, for table service are pretty, they can be expensive, but this isn't too bad. 20 bucks for, you get a lot of food for $20. So I, th I think this is a a really good bargain. Um, again, for the $20, you get two appetizers, three entrees, and a dessert. Like you, you can't beat that. I, I think this is a really good option if you're looking to do a Disney on a budget and uh, just looking for some good food. So again, I know Pizza Fari has uh, it has great reviews and a lot of people a lot of people dig it there. So check this out. I think this will work for a lot of people. Um, and I, I'm definitely I think I'm going to try this in the future. So that's it over at Animal Kingdom. Uh, we are going to move on over to Disneyland. Uh, there is some news that came out of there this week. So we're going to head on over to the West Coast. Disney actually snuck some pretty big news into an article which was discussing what not to miss at Pixar Fest and that's again that's happening over at the Disneyland Resort. Um, but they announced that Bugs Land in California Adventure is closing on September 4th. Now it's not news that 
it's closing, it, the news is they, they've given an official date to when it's closing. So if you don't know, Disney actually announced back in March that there's going to be a brand new Marvel superhero theme land that's going to be coming to uh, Disneyland, Disney's, Cal- oh, sorry, to Disney's California Adventure, Hong Kong Disneyland, and Disneyland Paris. Now, if you don't know about these lands, I'll I'll kind of give a, a refresher on them. So, over in California Adventure, it actually already has the Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. Uh, that actually is an overlay of Hollywood Tower of Terror. So it's it's similar where it'll drop you up and down, but it's now it's Guardians of the Galaxy themed. But that ride is going to be now joined by Superman and, or sorry, no, not Superman, I apologize. It's going to be joined by Spider-Man and the Avengers for more rides and entertainment. But so not only is California Adventure getting the ride, I also said Disneyland Paris uh, and then the Walt Disney Studios Park. That will get a reimagined attraction where riders will get to team up with Iron Man and the Avengers. And so again, this will also be a Marvel themed area. And then Hong Kong Disneyland is also getting a new themed area where they get to team up with uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. So they are kind of separating the heroes out per park, it seems like. Um, so they were very specific saying that Spider-Man is coming to California Adventure, Disneyland is getting Iron Man, and Hong Kong is getting uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. So all these all of these areas are supposed to be open in 2020. So once more, yeah, Bugs Land is closing September 4th. So that now has a date. So if you want to visit Bugs Land, you're going to have to do it before September 4th. So one more news item that's coming out of the Disneyland Resort is that there's going to be a lot of different artists event at uh, the downtown Disney district. And this is going to be happening at the Wonderground Gallery. So if you've ever been in there, there's some really great artwork pieces that you can buy. Some of them are like one of a kind. Uh, they're, they're really great. Uh, so on July on July 21st, a lot of artists are going to come in between 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. and they'll be signing new pieces and signing their most recent work. And then on July 28th and 29th, you'll get to meet Artisan uh, of the Month, which is Needy Shinani, and she'll be at the underground, the sorry, the Wonderground Gallery from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and then. In August, on select days, you'll get to meet Janine Schaefer, who she is the artisan of the month that is uh, featured in August. Uh, And you get to meet her from like 2 to 5 on August 4th, 5th, 25th, and 26th. Uh, So again, just some pretty cool artist events that are happening over there. Uh, So there there are going to be some live art demonstrations, um, but the details are a little vague right now. They do have the dates and times, but they don't really say what's happening over there. But if you're a fan of some of these artists, I would definitely take a look uh, at more details over on the Disney Parks website. Uh, They do have a lot of the artists over there. I I will say their names, but I'm afraid I'm going to butcher their names. 
uh, for some of them. So I apologize, but some of the other artists artists that are featured uh, in these showcases throughout July and August uh, are Gabby Zapata, Jeff Granito, uh, Jared Mar- Maruyama, and then again Nidhi Shanani, who is the featured artist of July. Uh, Sydney Hansen. So, and then also Martin Sue. Uh, Martin Sue's phenomenal. He's I've heard of him before, and I've seen his work, and his work is awesome. Um, so he's going to be around as well during those events that's taking place at the Disneyland Resort. So, uh, yeah, check for more details over at the D- at Disney Parks uh, blog, um, and you'll be able to get a bit more information on that. So that's it for the bigger news stories this week. There really wasn't too much happening. Uh, it was kind of slow. It seems like it might be like that for a while where they just announced some little things here and there. But I think with the big tourist storyland opening, I think people are a bit preoccupied over there. So, uh, But I do have some smaller news items I would like to get into. So starting out with the the smaller news items, uh, I do want to talk about just one refurbishment that's happening. So over at Magic Kingdom's Be Our Guest restaurant, it is planning to be closed for a four-day refurbishment in late August. So if you're visiting between August 20th and August 24th, the resort will be closed. And it, it is due to reopen to guests on August 25th, 2018. There aren't a lot of details in this, so I'm not sure what the refurbishment is going to be for uh, but if there's anything that I find out I will let you guys know so one news item I did see over at wdwmagic.com was that the ground started to clear over in Epcot for a new space themed restaurant uh, it's going to be located between Mission Space and Test Track over in Future World there isn't a lot of details on this restaurant just yet but they released a piece of concept art last year at the D23 Expo and it actually looks really cool so it if you haven't seen this uh, piece of concept art, it appears as if you're in a space station orbiting Earth. And it looks like it's going to be in a big circular room where the ceilings are, the, the or the there's going to be screens that are going from the ceilings to the floor. So it's going to be just these big windows, but it's going to look like you're looking into outer space. So you're going to be looking down at Earth. You'll see like astronauts going by, waving in the window. And it looks like a real really really cool like experience and I can't wait for that restaurant that you be open they don't I don't know if they have a release date yet on it I haven't seen one but it looks like uh, I would assume it's gonna open next year I th- that's what I would assume but uh, if I can I'll try and link the image in the show notes so you guys can get like a better a uh, better view of that but I'm pretty excited for that restaurant and I'm I, I don't know I really want to check it out it looks like it's going to be a fun fun uh, experience 
So the last news item of the day is that Disney Photo Pass Day is returning to Walt Disney World and the Disneyland Resorts on Sunday, August 19th. And what this is, it's just a day-long celebration of photography over at the Disney parks. And you'll get to discover creative and fun photo opportunities that uh, will be taken by the Disney Photo Pass service photographers. So that seems like it's going to be really fun. So if you're there that day, make sure you just take advantage of all the Disney um, photo pass locations and you can actually make sure that in your Disney experience app you can actually find where all the Disney photo pass locations uh, are uh, and that so that'll be a great tool to find out where the coolest spots are and I've actually found that Animal Kingdom has the most spots with Disney photo pass photographers at least the last time I used it uh, I found that that's that uh, park had the most so I don't know maybe it's just me but that's what it seems like but anyways that seems like it's gonna be pretty awesome so again if you're there on Sunday August 19th you get to experience photo pass day but that's it for all the news this week um, but I do want to go into a couple new segments that I'm starting um, and I think you guys will be interested so that's coming up right now Now, I've been wanting to do a new segment on the show, something Disney parks related, and I just wasn't quite sure what it was going to be, but my friend brought up a great idea. My, he's a good friend of mine. His name is Art. He was like, why don't you do uh, Disney history? So like this week in Disney parks history. Now, I thought, I thought that was a great idea. So I'm going to kind of run with it and... I'm going to format it. I have a way I'm going to format it this week, but it could alter in the upcoming weeks. But for now, um, I'm just going to go kind of like date by date. So just exactly what happened like this week in history. So on July 15th, 1975, construction began over at Disneyland's Space Mountain. Uh, Space Mountain was actually built first in Walt Disney World and it had a lot of success, but the uh, the idea actually originated over in Disneyland, but the, the project was kind of scrapped for uh, a certain amount of time, But and then they actually brought it over to Walt Disney World and it, it saw that it was doing really well, so they brought it over to Disneyland, but they made it a bit more compact, and it only has one track compared to Walt Disney World, where it has two tracks. And also on July 15th, 1995, Disney's Wedding Pavilion opened over at the Grand Floridian Resort. So every day, there are a, a lot of couples get married at that pavilion. Uh, it's quite beautiful and there's some great views of the Magic Kingdom so that opened again in 1995 now this next one it's not Disney parks related but it's one of my it has to do with one of my favorite Disney movies but I do like it I do bring it back to the parks so so Hocus Pocus was actually released in theaters on July 16th 1993 so this is actually the year's 25th anniversary now I grew up watching this movie every Halloween I watch this movie I I just I absolutely love it so actually fun fact if you don't know 
Leonardo DiCaprio was actually offered the main role of Max Dennison, but he turned it down to do What's Eating Gilbert Grape. And you know what? He did receive an Oscar, uh, sorry, an Oscar nomination for Best Supporting Actor. So I, I'm kind of glad he didn't choose this role in Hocus Pocus because it might not be the same guy that we see today. Who knows? But... Now to bring it back to the parks, um, you can actually see the Sanderson sisters perform a live show during Mickey's not so scary Halloween parties. So if you if you're going to the parties this year, make sure you stay for the live performance. I, I haven't seen it yet, but I've only seen clips of it online, and it looks like it's a lot of fun because they they deal with a lot of the Disney villains, um, and it seems like a great show. So happy anniversary! Uh, Hocus Pocus. Now, another big anniversary that happened this week was Disneyland. So on July 17th, 1955, Disneyland opened to the public. Now, this is its 63rd anniversary. So again, happy anniversary, Disneyland. It's thank you, Walt Disney, for creating these parks. And it all started over at Disneyland. Now on July 18th, uh, oh, actually there's one more for July 17th that I missed on the list here. So on July 17th, 1996, Disney announced the plans to open California Adventure in Anaheim. So it's that was one of the, the next big theme park that was coming over to Disneyland. So that's pretty awesome, but California Adventure has changed a lot since it opened. So on July 18th, 1965, Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln actually opened to the public in Disneyland. And I know that that ride was near and dear to Walt Disney's uh, heart. He he opened that, at, oh, I believe it was, he did open that at World's Fair uh, over in New York in 1964, and he brought it to Disneyland in 1965. And then also, the, so the last one we got for this week, uh, again on July 18th, 1989, Splash Mountain. It opened to the public over in Disneyland. So believe it or not, that, that ride is pretty old. It's, uh, I believe it's 29 years old now. So, well, that's it. That wraps it up for this segment. I might, I'm going to have to give it a name, but... Um, I don't know. If you have a name, give me an idea. Uh, I would love to hear from you. Uh, and also let me know what you think of this segment. Uh, again, I just it's a bit of Disney Parks history. And uh, that's it. That's all I got for this segment for this week. But um, there were a few questions that came in, um, mostly from my one friend. But uh, I, there are there are pretty some some there are some pretty good questions. So I do want to discuss those uh, next with you guys. So the next new segment I'm going to be doing is answering questions from listeners. 
Um, and this week it comes from one listener, but that's fine. Like I, this is a new show and hopefully I get more questions from you guys in the future. But if you want to send me any questions at all, you can send it over to excesspresspodcasts at gmail.com or you can, you can send it directly to me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. And kind of what I'm going to be doing is like the day before I record uh, over on my Instagram, I'm going to post one of those ask me anything on my Instagram story and you can ask me a question right there so that's that's a good way to, to reach out but yeah follow me on any of my social medias and you can find me on Facebook Twitter and Instagram at excess press podcast and it, or again you can send it to my email account at excess press podcast at gmail.com now for the first question uh, my my one friend had asked, do they ever do throwback light shows at any of the parks? Now, they that is a that's a tricky question because it's it's sort of like yes and no. Now, with the light shows, I I assume you're talking about the light uh, the nighttime parades that they used to do. So the first uh, light show or light parade that they did was the Main Street Electrical Parade, which debuted in 1972. Now that ran for a really long time, but then that was replaced by Spectro Magic. Um, Now both of these uh, bo- both of these parades don't exist anymore, but they were brought back at different times. Um, as most recent was last year, I believe it was uh, Main Street Electrical Parade was actually brought back. Uh, I'm just looking it up real quick. Yeah, so it was actually it came back last year for about eight months over at the Disneyland uh, Resort, and it it was over, it was also at the Magic Kingdom. Um, uh, until October of 2016. So like it opens and closes, it opens and closes. So it kind of, it kind of, so yes, I would say yes to bring it back, but it's sometime in like limited runs. But as of right now, like when, when you say like old school light shows, it like, I do think back to the Main Street Electrical Parade and Spectral Magic. So those, right now, they they aren't playing, but they have in the past. So hopefully that answers that question. Uh, and then the next question was also from uh, from listener Art. Uh, he he wanted to know what the what's the difference between Disneyland and California Adventure. Now those are two entirely different parks that are over at Anaheim, uh, Anaheim in the in the Disneyland Resort. Uh, again, Disneyland is the original park, and then the new park that opened up in 2000, I can't remember the original date it opened, but it was uh, yeah California Adventure had opened. Now, California Adventure is kind of going through like a big remodel. It was all based on different things that were in California. So like when you enter, you enter in like old school Hollywood, Carthay Circle is there, you have Hollywood Boulevard, and then at the end of the street was like your Hollywood Tower. Um, But that now since closed and is Guardians of the Galaxy themed. and then there was also the ride there soren is there but it was soren over california but now it's soren around the world so it's not even that's not california based anymore and there was even paradise pier um but now that's pixar pier so like 
I feel like we're gonna get a name change for this park uh, soon. Like I can't see it being California Adventure that much longer. Um, but again, so if you go to the Disneyland Resort, they are on like the other, like they're only 50 feet from each other. So if you go to the Esplanade over at Disneyland, like there's only 50 feet from like entrance to entrance. Like it's really short. They're right across the, the street from each other. So you can, you can go from one park and go to the next in a matter of minutes. So, but again, yeah, so they are separated parks, but those are the differences between Disneyland and California Adventure. The last question by Art are, what are my top five Disney rides and why? So I had thought about this and I'm gonna, this could be a longer show, but again, I'm gonna try to shorten this as, as much as I can, but I'll, I'll start from number five and work my way to number one. So number five right now is actually going to be Flight of Passage over in Animal Kingdom. It's the new ride in Pandora and that attraction is absolutely amazing. It is the most immersive ride I have ever been on. I, if you don't know what it is, it's like you're, if you've seen the, if, if you've seen the movie Avatar, it's you're riding on a, one of the banshees that fly around and you honestly feel like you're flying. Like the, the, the sensation that you get, you feel like you're flying. And it's, I couldn't, the first time I was on it, I just, I couldn't believe it. It was absolutely mind blowing. The first time I rode on it, I had a fast pass early in the morning. Uh, my wife and I, we took a break from the park uh, and then we went back that evening and we weren't planning on riding again, and, but we saw that it was only an hour wait. I was like, that is, I, we, it is an hour. Let's go wait again because I need to get on this ride one more time and experience it because there's, there's so much to see at the same time. There's so many things that I noticed the second time that I didn't notice the first time, uh, but Flight of Passage is just, just this such an immersive ride and I think everyone should experience it once and if you're worried about motion sickness, I I get pretty bad motion sickness. I take Dramamine and that does help a, a lot. Um, but this, I found that roller coasters are to be worse. And like, I didn't get, I didn't experience any motion sickness on this at all. So like when I ride Star Tours, I get, even with the Dramamine, I, t I get pretty nauseous on it. Like I can ride it once, I'll be okay, but like I'll still feel a little queasy after this. But like after riding Flight of Passage twice, I was not queasy at all. But anyways, number five, I'm gonna go Flight of Passage because it's just a phenomenal, phenomenal ride. Um, and I think for number three, I'm probably gonna go with, uh, or sorry, for, for number four, I'm gonna go with Pirates of the Caribbean. And as much as I love it in Walt Disney World, Disneyland does have the better ride. Disneyland's uh, Pirates of the Caribbean is actually longer in length and there's a bit more to it. And one of my favorite things about it is actually the very beginning of the ride where you're cruising on a boat through a New Orleans bayou and it actually overlooks a restaurant uh, called the Blue Bayou. If you haven't eaten there, that is another great experience over eating the Blue Bayou, Blue, uh, wow, the Blue Bayou restaurant. But so yeah, the Pirates of the Caribbean is just, it's also just one of those nostalgic things where it's just, it's classic Disney and you just want to ride on it all the time. And I don't know, it's just, I, I love Pirates of the Caribbean and the Disneyland version, I believe is better than the Walt Disney World version. Also, there's, there's some more drops too. So I think there's like three drops 
in Disneyland's two or three. I can't remember. And they're pretty big drops too. They're not, they're not, they're not anything small. So, so number three, I'm gonna have to go with Space Mountain. I'm gonna choose the Walt Disney World version for this. Um, and I think what I love about Space Mountain is when you enter the, the ride and the queue and you just, you hear the music that, 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 that star tunnel music. love the star tunnel music it's 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 one of it's one of my favorite background loops uh in the parks and i just I, I i just love it so much and it just brings me to that like feeling when i was a kid like oh my god space mountains right it's just uh it's so cool i just love that feeling and it starts it starts with the tunnel walking your way through the big winding pathway to get to the to the, the end of the ride uh, or to the beginning of the ride and it's just I think that's just one of the things I love about it most but Space Mountain again that is that is a really fun ride and again it's just one of those nostalgic things I, I just love Space Mountain uh, number two I'm gonna have to go with Haunted Mansion um, Haunted Mansion is again another nostalgic thing. I just absolutely love it. Um, it's just I love the theming. I just I love the ex the experience you get into it. It just immerses you uh, right into the right into the the ride. Um, and I might have to give the so I love the Disneyland version as well. I think I like. The, I like, well, I like how they're different than each other because you have this like old manor over in Disneyland and then this like just old mansion over in Walt Disney World. And the, the two themings are, are from, different from each other and I, I love it that way. But the, the one thing that Disneyland has that Di Walt Disney World doesn't is that during the holidays between uh, like September and December, it gets a, a nightmare before Christmas holiday overlay. So the the Haunted Mansion becomes all Nightmare Before Christmas themed. So you see Jack Skellington, Sally, Oogie Boogie's in there, and then all, you see all these different characters that are that are in Nightmare Before Christmas. So if you haven't been to Disneyland during the holiday times, I would really check it out. That it is a great overlay, and it gives you a different different experience when you're you're in the Haunted Mansion. And then my number one ride is, uh, it, it is an attraction, but it's extinct. And I, I, th I hope you guys know what I'm going to say, but it, it is extraterrestrial alien encounter. It is the extinct ride that's that was over in Magic Kingdom. And that's how I got the name for this podcast. I mean, Excess Tech was was the corporation that was featured in that attraction. So, and that's how I got the name Excess Press. But that ride will always have a lasting memory uh, with me. I will never forget that ride and how, what I experienced as a 10 year old going on it, just being scared to death. That that ride is just, I miss it so much. And I just, I wish, I wish it was back. And I, I really hope that they bring it back in a way. I don't think they will because it, it is way too scary for kids, like again, when I was 10 years old, I was absolutely terrified, but I, I just, I would love for that ride to come back. Um, so, so that's it. Those are, those are my top five Disney rides. Um, and that, yeah, that was actually a lot of fun to answer. So 
Art, thank you. I appreciate those questions. And again, guys, if you have any any questions or if you have tips about the parks, uh, send those over. I mean, again, you can you can send me an email over at excesspresspodcast at gmail.com or send any any questions on Facebook, Twitter, or uh, Instagram at excesspresspodcast. That's going to wrap it up for this week's episode. Uh, Again, thanks for tuning in. It really means a lot to me and I appreciate it. But if you can, uh, if you're not already, please subscribe to the podcast on either Anchor, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or however you listen to podcasts. And guess what? I am now on Apple Podcasts, so go to your iTunes and find me over there, the Apple Podcasts, and search Excess Press Podcasts and subscribe right on iTunes. It, it took a while, but it is finally up, um, so you can now listen over there. Um, and I'm still working on the, the website, the uh, Excess the Press Podcast website. That will be up and running soon. Uh, I, I am almost done with it. There are some little things here and there that I got to finish, and I, I hope to finish this week. Um, but again, so I will let you guys know when that is live. You can also follow me on social media. Uh, my handle on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook is the Excess Press Podcast, so you can find me over there. Uh, and you can shoot me an email over at uh, excesspresspodcast at gmail.com and let me know if you have any questions at all, any tips, concerns, whatever you need. Just shoot me an email. Uh, you can just also leave me a comment and let me know what you think of the show. And if you can, please share with your friends and family. I'm, I'm sure there's, there's plenty of other Disney fans out there that want to know some news, so... That'd be great if you guys could do that. And if you're subscribed to the Anchor app, uh, you can actually send me a voice message. If you have any tips, comments, or questions on a previous show, let me know and I can play your message on an upcoming show. Um, the last thing I do want to mention, I'm actually going away next week. Uh, I will be gone so I'm going to try and get a show out uh, if I can this week and then have it uh, scheduled to appear in your feed Sunday night. I'm going to try to do it. Uh, this upcoming week is going to be super busy leading up to my vacation. So there may or may not be an episode next week. So I apologize in advance if there is no episode. Uh, I'm, I do want to stick to a weekly schedule, but with this vacation coming up, I I might not get to it, um, but there might not even be a lot of Disney Parks news that'll uh, happen throughout the week, so I'm not sure. So anyways, be on the lookout, but in the meantime, just subscribe to where you can, uh, and that'll be good enough for me. So once again, thanks for tuning in and for your support of the show. This is Matt from the Excess Press Podcast, signing off. Until next time, travelers. We hope to see you next week. And remember to seize the future with excess. Bon voyage.